Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast that enthusiastically fails to recreate the hilarity of Canada's best comedy troupe, but can't help trying. We review every episode with woody banter and answer pressing questions like, what kind of wig is best suited to Dave Foley's cheekbones? And, hey, don't I know you from the old chain gang? I'm your host, Kalina McCordoff, and I am joined by Hans Seidemann and Prince Rupert Canada. Hello. And two more Canadian chums, Stu Derricotic. Hey. And Trevor Record. Hello. Both of them are in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. So we'll be reviewing episode eight of season one, which aired on December 19th, 1989. So let's kick off with our sketch rundown. We have got Ping Pong. Mark McKinney is an annoying spectator with the rest of the troupe playing rapid fire rounds of ping pong in a couple of sketches throughout the episode. We've got pre-vacation family blowout. Bruce McCullough is an irate father anxious to get on the road to vacation, but his wife, Scott Thompson, is worried about Sunday Foley not coming home and his hilarity <laughs> ensues. We've got Chain Gang, an upmarket food critic is recognized by two characters from his past when he was a criminal tied to a chain gang. And nobody likes us. <laughs> Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald are a couple of downers responding to a declined loan application by hanging themselves outside the banker's house, but fail to do Woo. that properly. How depressing. I love you, Kevin. And Buddy Cole is back. <laughs> Buddy Cole this time is using dinosaur metaphors to paint a picture of the characters overtaking the gay bars he frequents. And how Dave Foley's character, Susan is convinced that her parents are racist against her boyfriend, Scott Thompson. Uh, I'm going to start actually with a topic that broadly falls under does this hold up? Um, I actually want to discuss the pre-vacation family blowout sketch, particularly for its portrayal of amusing domestic hostility that I think you just kind of don't see on TV anymore. Um, I don't know, am I wrong here? There are a few comedies today that I think try to make light of an exasperated father who turns out to be a mild bully to his family. Um, so yeah, I guess why do we still think this is funny if you guys do? Is it because it's still pervasive in families? And do you think there should be more portrayals of this kind of dynamic? Stu, why don't you start us off? We've talked about this a couple times on Kids in the Hall, and I've noticed in retrospect that like it comes up with Bruce a lot. He loves to play <laughs> these, to the point where I, I wonder if he's writing from the heart a little bit. Uh, I think they're hilarious, because they're not just upset, like it's not just the, the marital strife, that is the center of the comedy. It is this really particular tension between like, everything is fine, we're having a good time, we're gonna keep <laughs> it normal, and just sort of like simmering latent rage. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's really funny for some reason. And I, I, I think that the Bruce McCullough character as the, as the dad, that he does kind of different variants of this. We saw it first with Salty Ham, which as you all know, is one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> uh, but do you, I mean, do you, do you think this kind of dynamic could hold up in like any sort of sitcom today? Well, the thing is, I think that's, that's kind of a hard question because a sitcom is a much longer format. You know, like I wouldn't want to write a multi-series show based on that dynamic just because it's, it's a one trick pony. It's look, he hates his wife. Yeah. Like he's either, he's an asshole or look at how much he hates his family. And, I think that's funny in vignettes, and I don't really like 
when it's structured around it. But then that's more about just like sitcoms that are based on a shaky foundation. Mm. Yeah. Um, I still think that as a bit, both of those scenes still work today. Like I watched Salty Ham again a couple days ago. It's still hilarious. <laughs> uh, this one I also think is funny, partially because everyone is really in their element in this scene. Mm. Like Dave Foley as the kind of skid kid is really good. Uh, Bruce <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. Scott is fantastic. And like, again, that, that, that really fine balance between it being uncomfortable but relatable is, yeah. I think, really successful and funny. I, I think that the reason that keeps coming back and why it makes me laugh so much is because it, it, uh, it touches a nerve that is almost a little bit too uncomfortable. Like it just it reminds me of people's families when you're a kid and you're over for dinner or something at a friend's house, and they start fighting, and they can tell they don't want to fight because they're like, not in front of the boy. He has friends <laughs> over. What will they think? And you're just like, but this is happening. Like, I'm not an idiot. This is happening right now. <laughs> what do you think, Trevor? Uh, you know, I forgot how much, like, family trauma humor was on this show until we started this <laughs> podcast. Because it's like every episode, there's a little bit of it. Uh, I think it's, like, often okay. And, like, you know, to almost, I don't know, run with kind of your idea here, like, I think the fact that we don't see it as much on TV is not because it stopped happening, because this is definitely still happening everywhere it's just i don't i don't know people are less comfortable kind of acknowledging it um so i, I think it's sort of brave yeah. of kids in the hall to like actually base a lot of their humor around these kind of like dysfunctional family dynamics you know one of the things i like about the family dynamic that the kids in the hall do when they do dysfunctional is they don't do that super over the top like cleaning you mentioned sitcom specifically but it's not that dynamic of like look homer's a buffoon or like yeah. look yeah. at how much he irrationally hates his wife it's this this idea that like you have to keep up the facade of the normal family but you hate it and yourself and your shitty job and your shitty kid with his stupid haircut like that and i i always feel like it scans as kind of canadian of yeah. the whole like you gotta it's, it has to be normal but it's not yeah, and because because it has that sort of dark humor sort of streak underlying all of it, like you're kind of having a laugh about it without just being like, "Haha, what?" A, yeah, you're right. Like, what a dummy. Yeah, it kind of it falls into their whole surrealism thing that it's it's you're not really sure what you're looking at, but you know it's something. I, I like that take, Stu. That that the um that the the idea of that the funny the the comedic element of the sketch that it's getting at is that pull between. You know the the kind of squabbles that every family has, and that Canadian concept of niceness and and needing to needing to be good and and proper and normal in mm. all in all instances, even right? in your even home. in your own home. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting read on it. Um, Kalina, you know, uh, in answer to kind of your question as to whether this would hold up on TV anymore, I mean, it it wouldn't hold up as a as a, a, a generating idea for a, a sitcom and and I know this because there are not sitcoms that do this at the at the current moment right <laughs> if if it, if it held up in that way it would be it would be the case but you know shows like modern family Jason Alexander would still be employed. yeah exactly but like you know shows like uh, modern family and things like that they've all moved away from the kind of dad as the you know borderline violent grump mm. you know whatever right like that's just not a trope on those sitcoms anymore but I think it does hold up um, in a sketch format, only in the sense that, like, I still laughed at it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it, it's still funny in those vignettes, which I think Trevor, you were kind of getting mm -hmm. at. The I don't think 
you know, it doesn't, and and, and actually, we're going to get to this in a in a later episode. There's a, a sketch where where the kind of the domestic uh, squabble actually gets violent, and 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 that I don't think holds up as well. Um, but mm-hmm. but these kind of these kind of uh, grumpy, ragey dads like that that don't quite I don't think they get quite far enough over the line to kind of trigger more modern day sensibilities and, and turn me off of the sketch in that way. But mm-hmm. that's uh, that could also just be unique to me. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> something that other people chal- struggle with more. No, but I think there's something about like I think there's a lot of focus almost on the kind of family shows that are coming out now, which is about like, oh, we communicated, but like there was some sort of misunderstanding. Whereas like this is kind of of an era where like that kind of family communication wasn't emphasized. And so even like that little bit where, you know, she's she's getting she's getting mad at her son because he's been out drinking all night. He makes a joke about uh, being at a crack house. And then he's like, oh, but dad, you bought me the beer. He's like, She's like, he's only 16. He's like, 16? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. Um, Obviously, like, no one's really having a chat about it. And they're just really sort of um, encompassing these very traditional roles, which obviously is kind of where we are past at this point, I think, in TV Uh, sitcoms. mm -hmm. It's funny. I was actually thinking about this as we're talking. And sitcoms seem to have really moved towards a more uh, external crisis kind of format like it used to be more of this similar to this that's like oh look at the conflict within the house and now it's stuff like you know fresh off the boat was really successful and it has a pretty continuous family dynamic modern family really uh, focuses on the continuity of the family unit despite mm-hmm. you know non-traditional expression um corner like oh no it's the, the corner gas spinoff don't you dare <laughs> Congratulate Corner Gas for any. No, <laughs> I hate Corner. But there was the. Uh, it has a spinoff as well. Uh, Kim's Convenience, I think, is a spinoff from Corner Gas, and I think it also has a similar dynamic of like, look at how strong the family is. We're mm. working against stuff. It seems like people have kind of lost their taste for it. It's, it's too bad because families are hilarious. It seems families like are really funny. People's tastes have really swung kind of a little bit more conservative now. Actually, when you think about it that way, like yeah, yeah, it's kind of per- like preserving the the family dynamic. Which is too bad because just ripping on people you love is better than anything. I think if this skit was going to be done today and it, like they would go out of their way to make it so that's like clear that Bruce is really villainous mm. and it would be a little bit over the top. Whereas this is almost more realistic. It's like, no, he's just being sort of a dick right <laughs> now. Like this is this yes, is the yes. constant for this family is like a low level dickishness at all times. It'd be like, What's your dad like? Yeah, he's oh, kind yeah. of a dick. Like, he's a good guy, but he's kind of a dick, you know? All right, well, uh, let's move on to what I assume will be a one-off segment that I'm going to call The Kids Just Playing Themselves. I know it's a shit name, <laughs> but just bear with me here. So you, you've you got a series of, like, short, almost 30, 40-second sketches where uh, Mark is watching the other troop members play ping pong and just being admittedly annoying, being like, oh, you got that? You got that? You know who I think is going to win? You know who I think it is? It was you. <laughs> Can I play? Can I play? Um, so, you know, of course they're playing themselves as characters, but do you think that's just lazy? Is it a fun tool that just makes fans feel like they're seeing a bit behind the curtain? Uh, Hans, why don't you start us off? 
Um, well, I mean, I think the the real sketch here where they were playing themselves was the nobody likes us. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, I think um, it really depends. Uh, it really depends on the kid. So I, I think wh where I see this the most often is, is those Dave Foley bits where he's breaking the fourth wall and just being like, I'm talking about a thing. And those bits I don't think work very well, right? Um, you know, I, I think we see a little bit less of that sometimes with, like, guys like Kevin, um, you know, the ones, so I think it really depends on the kids. Like, so it works well with Scott. It works well with Mark. Um, I think uh, it works pretty well with Bruce even too. I mean, Bruce, when he's doing his like petulant teenager, I don't think he's having to mine very deep for those <laughs> scenes. You know? Yeah, I know, but, but he's, but like, that's the difference between like mining for a character and literally just being like, hey, I'm hanging out with the troop backstage and, you know, here's a look at who we actually are kind yeah, of Yeah, well, thing. that's why I say, so Scott, Scott has some scenes where it really does feel like it's just kind of, Scott wrote himself into a scene and he's just kind of this gay guy and he's just in the scene and, and, and those ones work um, oftentimes um, just because they are the sketch construction is good and things like that I, I don't think there's a whole lot of extra added value in seeing them in those i think we get a good sense of them even through their characters and stuff too so um i don't think it's a necessary thing it, it's nice when it happens from time to time with the exception of dave it, it was it was illuminating for me to see how unrepentant bruce mccullough was for giving us all cancer <laughs> uh, and i think that was a really valuable insight in my life Trevor? Yeah, I, I, I actually, um, and as the series goes on, like Bruce will do kind of like beat poet slash stand-up bits where he's kind of playing himself too. They usually work okay. Um, I, I only like when they're playing themselves uh, when it's not um, Dave doing it, basically. I, I agree with kind <laughs> of what I have to say. But do you think it like works you know, as a tool to kind of, you know, we have to remember that, like, yes, we have like a long-standing relationship with the kids in the hall, but like, say mm -hmm. for people who watch this the first time, do you think mm -hmm. this is sort of almost a tool that can use they can use to sort of build a fan base to know who they are behind the sketches? So I actually do have a bit of a platform on this one. And weirdly, I didn't read this as Mark playing himself. I read this as like Mark playing a Mark character, but it seemed very obviously over the top to me. Like when they do the intro and it does, you know, the shadowy man on a shadowy planet theme, and it goes, da, 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 and it does a little intro with their faces, and they get a little thing. Mark McKinney fake punches a dryer and then fake hurts <laughs> his hand. And that's, and he's like, ooh, it's so painful. And like, that's what this character is. And Mark is such a good performer in that way, similar to how Bruce is kind of always on. Like, the Bruce McCullough that we see is not a person, mm -hmm. even in an interview. It's a bit of a character that he does. That's like semi Gavin-y, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just watched a, a fairly long one recently with him at uh, Whistler Film Fest or something like that. And he still does those kind of mannerisms where being like, you know, she was my beautiful wife. Now she's somebody else's beautiful wife. <laughs> like this kind of staged thing. And like, I think Mark is like that, that like he'll just do bits. And it's a similar way that like, Kevin does bits with his physical humor and they the other kids talk about that in the uh, documentaries and things they're like you know Kevin orders butter in a funny voice and makes everybody laugh <laughs> it's but, sort of funny you say that because Kevin I feel like the one is the one guy where when you see him in an interview he's a completely different person though like he's yeah. so relaxed seeming mm. but that's yeah. what I mean is that like kids playing themselves you play a character of yourselves 
and you kind of put forth being like, Kevin's the wacky one. Look at how wacky. It's almost like boy band I'm nervous tactics. and I've got anxiety. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you in there, buddy. Like, and just that kind of bird man attitude. Uh, but on a personal note, I love it. I, I grew up watching a lot of comedy, and I felt there was a real kinship towards seeing personalities like them, having it kind of shine through like you can connect with them. I just, I really liked it, but I'm also a sucker. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm, I'm on the same page. Finally, I want to move on to segment three, finishing off talking about the nobody likes us guys. We all watched recently a, a Kids in the Hall documentary where we found out that this was one of Kevin and Dave's favorite pair of characters to play. And for those who haven't watched ahead, they are recurring. Um, so does that show through that this is one of their favorite uh, bits? And uh, what are your verdicts on, on how it panned out? Han, yeah, start us I think, off. Uh, I think it really works. I think it's one of Dave's better recurring bits. Um, it's it, it kind of suits his style more than uh, than a lot of the other kind of recurring roles that he does. Um, and I always love these guys. Like the mm-hmm. when um, I, when I was a kid, like this was totally a thing that I would do. You know what I mean? Like as like a seven or an eight year old, I would just like, I would, I would get mad about something and I would just like go run away and then, and then like, and like hide and then be like, they'll be, they'll miss me. They'll be sorry. And then, (laughs) and then inevitably they would not miss me. They would not be sorry. And then I would just like come back with my tail between my legs, like an idiot. And so, so I, I always love these guys. Um, And I, 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 I really do feel like they had a similar, maybe childhood experience with this or something like that. I mean, it is a totally childish and stupid thing to do, right? So I think I think uh, uh, I feel a bit of a kinship with them on this, and I, I can totally understand why they would uh, why they would love these characters, and I and I think it does show through the you know that they that they enjoy this this bit. It's really funny because I one of the parts of that documentary was like Kevin talking about how he couldn't get his lip to go far enough to look like he was actually pouting, <laughs> <laughs> and now like every time I watch uh, any of the nobody likes us bits, all I can see is how he's actually just puffing out his cheeks rather than his lips, and I'm like, man, use your mouth. Talk about people playing themselves kevin just being like i'm too likable and impish to be a sad boy (laughs) trevor what did you think i think this is maybe the best pairing of the those two guys um so this is a like a really dave kind of role but like i think kevin anchors it a lot because if it was just dave doing it on his own it would seem a little bit insincere like he was rolling his eyes the entire time sarcasm kevin's always so sincere so they're they're great together and they (laughs) they kind of have this like way where they both talk exactly the same but it's Mm. different <laughs> is uh is this the first time nobody likes us has come up in the series? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh I really like it and I like the way you put it that it's a good combination. I realize that Dave and Kevin are good scene partners in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because Kevin has that kind of irrepressible enthusiasm and mm-hmm. Dave does have one foot. Like, I actually think that we rag on Dave a little hard, and I know I'm going to regret saying that because... Yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> because he's, he, he does have his own charm to him. I think it's just a little tired, and he got so many so much accolades for it back in the day. Mm. But... Uh, it, <laughs> we just want to stand up want, for the rest of the We just want to be a so. Dave. We want to be a, a Kevin apologist forever. <laughs> um, but I think they're a really yeah. good combination. Um, and have we talked about where they came up with the scene? I don't know if we did. I think so. No. They were... Um, my, my understanding was that they were on a plane and they were trying to get the flight attendant's uh, attention to get another drink or something. And she walked past <laughs> them 
And both Dave, I think it was Dave turned to Kevin and was like, nobody likes us. And just started getting like, and so they just did that on the plane, which ins- like ensured that she did not come back to get them a drink. Because they kept sitting there being like, nobody likes us on a commercial plane in 1990. Amazing. All right, let's finish off with standout sketch. So before we go, uh, let us give our best and worst sketch with a rating out of five. Keep it short and sweet, guys. Nobody Seven. Likes Us gets four to five. It's funny, and I like them every time. They're great. Um, I don't want to say a bad one, but the interracial couple is a bad one. All right, Hans? I'm going to go with the uh, pre-vacation blowout as my as my standout. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a... Uh, somewhat generous four maybe out of five on that one as far as the worst one uh you know i ping pong just didn't work for me i i don't know what it was it just didn't work for me it's a rare a rare in my opinion miss for mark so i'll i'll, I'll give it a a lowly three out of five <laughs> stew this is kind of a weird one for me because nothing super stands out as fantastic it's one of those ones that just kind of like adequately chugs along I think I'll go with Hans and the pre-vacation family. I'm really partial to that barely repressed antagonism in the family. So I would give that like a 3.7. Uh, nothing was really bad. I, I think with I would also agree with Hans that the ping pong is probably the worst, which is too bad because Mark McKinney's performance is good. Like That character he's doing is kind of like the preacher one he does next episode where he really sells it and it kind of works i just like i don't want to give him that much attention for kind of a dumb character you know it's just <laughs> like yeah you're being annoying good job <laughs> yeah um i'm i i mean we didn't talk about it we didn't talk about either of these ones uh buddy cole uh, the dinosaurs i the, the dinosaur metaphors just I, I didn't really get it i thought it was, i I'm actually like, liked the dinosaur one i we didn't talk about it at all but it was kind of just funny you know because it's like a a stand-in for any kind of subculture where it's like this is being ruined by x mm. group you know yeah, except so. for it's ridiculous because it's dinosaurs yeah so i guess i'd give that a two out of five but i actually really liked the chain gang uh especially kevin's character skinny pete <laughs> i mean we all dread being haunted by our past life as a chained up colonel, uh, who accidentally like you know beat in someone's skull with a big rock but you know while we're doing our day job you just don't want those things coming up Mm -hmm. uh i just couldn't get over them using their breadsticks in this restaurant to recreate their their, like limestone breaking days so yeah a solid four out of five on that one for me All right, well, that's it for episode eight review. Join us next week for episode nine, which will be hosted by none other than Mr. Stuart DC. Thanks for listening to Kip and Tell. Bye. 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 <laughs>